Hi, and welcome to the Oikos Family Podcast. I'm Sonia Wood, and in today's podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you the first part of the book From Chronic and Terminal Illness to Abundant Life, which I wrote and narrated some time ago. And the first part is the brief medical history of our daughter and son. I'm sure you can imagine to put that into 10 minutes is really just skimming the surface. But I'm not going to talk too much about what it's all about because I hope that you can just listen to the 10 minutes. I'm going to be putting it here in this podcast. But also we did do a video series during the pandemic um, of an Abundant Life video series which we've put onto the Oikos Patreon page. Um, whereby I can actually show more. So this is 10 minutes of just giving a brief history in this audio format. But then we did the video series to show um, the reality, you know, just with some slides and pictures and medical equipment and so on and so forth. And that is in the um, Abundant Life series on the Oikos Patreon page, which we will put the link to if you're interested in wanting to go and see more about it or watch or listen to more. So for today, though, for this podcast, um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to leave part one to play here for you so that you can listen to that. And I hope there'll be something in there that you will be able to have and take as helpful to you. And in the meantime, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining me. And the next podcast will be part two of the Abundant Life series. Part two is actually the brief medical history of my journey um, through cancer and being diagnosed with cancer and just, you know, again, skimming the surface But we start with part one being about the medical history of our daughter and son, because as you will hear along the way, um, that it all comes together. So for now, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, Again, do hope you'll find something helpful in it. And I look forward to sharing with you again. Bye for now. Part one. A Brief Medical History of Our Daughter and Son Missy, our daughter, born in 1989, has written a few books. These books share her testimony of how she was born with an inability to produce her own antibodies to fight infection and how, consequently, she has had extensive medical care and management during her life. Because of the blood disorder Missy lived with for 16 years, She had to have daily infusions for the replacement of antibodies into her bloodstream. Her diagnosis was primary immune deficiency. The prognosis was a life expectancy of between five and seven years. We were told that she possibly could survive longer if medical science discovered new ways to treat this disease, and hopefully this would mean that she may live into adult life. To survive up to adult life, however, she would need to have lifelong treatment of replacement antibodies to assist her body in the combating of infections. The treatment was first administered by her having bi-weekly intravenous antibody therapy, which required her to be admitted to hospital for a two-day period. 
At the time she was 10 years old, she'd been admitted to hospital over 300 times. From age 10 onwards, she began to have treatments at home via subcutaneous method of antibody treatment, which meant she had to insert two needles into her abdomen. These needles were attached to syringes, which were loaded with the antibody plasma and then fixed to a syringe pump, which slowly, drop by drop, would release the plasma into her subcutaneous tissue to be absorbed into her bloodstream. The treatments were administered six days a week, with one break day, to give her body a rest. Missy was attached to the syringe pumps for two to four hours every day. It was during this time that we discovered the many blessings of spending hour upon hour in his word, as we found there was no better way to support Missy through her infusions than to read and study his word and read biographies of people who had relied and depended on him for their life. This experience of being in a position of finding his word our only means of sustained help has given us treasures beyond measure. We have learnt and discovered through this how seeking him first and getting to know him surpasses all other knowledge. He has truly revealed to us that when we are seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, then he shall add all the things thereafter, when he knows when we need them. Matthew 6 verse 33 But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. An example of God adding the things when needed would be Missy's education. Due to her chronic illness, her formal education as in her schooling, was not a priority in our lives. We did not see the importance of teaching her maths when her very life was so fragile. Rather, the importance lay very much in us teaching her of her Creator and for her to know God. Yet, I must share here that at the time of writing this, Missy is now 20 years old, now 2009, and she has been educated at home all of her life and she is in no way limited in her formal academic education. As and when she was able to learn and study, she did, and consequently she is now well educated. Her education happened as a result of her being so eager and ready to learn when her health permitted her to, and so she would do the necessary formal studies in less time than if she had tried to do them while struggling and suffering through ill health. Most importantly, however, is that all her learning has had the same focus and that being that it equips her to serve him with her life and whatever he calls her to do for him. Joshua 22 verse 5 But be very careful to keep the commandment and the law that Moses the servant of the Lord gave you. Love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to obey his commands, to hold fast to him and to serve him with your heart and all your soul. Missy's chronic illness for 16 years of her life is a big part of the whole story of our walk to abundant life. As you read on, you will discover that even though I found healing from terminal cancer, the greater miracle of it all is that Missy too was cured and healed due to our eyes, understanding, spirits and hearts being opened to what we had so sorely failed to comprehend before. Now I must introduce to you our son, James. James was born with a bone defect called osteogenesis imperfecta, or little bone disease. 
By the age of 10, James had had 30 bones, either broken or cracked. He had had so many x-rays that by age 10 he had reached the limit of what was considered safe exposure to radiation in one lifetime. He has not had an x-ray since because of what we had learned from the Lord through our journey to abundant life. James's life was also dramatically changed when we made the very necessary changes to our lifestyle, which I'll share with you throughout the story. We had no idea whatsoever that the lifestyle changes we were making in an attempt to help me survive cancer were in fact going to have such incredibly dramatic benefits to our children's chronic diseases. As you can imagine, Greg, my husband, and I were very focused on the health needs of our children as they both suffered from chronic conditions. We thought we were attending to their bodies by caring for their health medically. We knew we were attending to their spirits and hearts as we had to be so reliant and dependent on God for our daily survival and we tried our best to attend to their learning and education needs. What we did not understand, however, is that the care we were giving them for their bodies was so far off from what God had instructed us in His Word. And it was in this where we began to discover His way, the way He designed us to live in the first instance. We are amazed today to say that even though our least attention was on our children's academic tuition, we stand in awe now to see how very well equipped they are academically. And we fully believe that this is a result of our teaching them to know Him first and foremost. We have always taught them that if all that they learn is directed back to Him, then they will be ready to serve Him with their lives, because He will guide, give, add, supply, direct, train, help, and enable them to be what He has called them to be. We now witness this happening in their daily living, and thank Him that there are no limits for them when they remain in Him, keeping Him as their primary focus in and through all that they set out to do. Although we dedicated ourselves to the care of our children while they were suffering with chronic diseases, we sorely neglected to take care of ourselves. After all, what parents thinks of caring for themselves when one child is in a coma in an ICU ward and the other is in a body cast with a broken hip and leg? It is very easy to neglect oneself when you are sitting for days at hospital beds next to your suffering children. Without even realising it, we put aside our own needs as a couple and as individuals because we were dealing with life and death situations with our children. This, however, should be no reason, as valid as it may seem, to neglect ourselves. I know there are some seasons in our life when our daily care and routine can be interrupted for a time, in the case of unexpected emergencies or death of a loved one, etc., But it is in these times, such as this, that we should be ever more attentive of our physical needs and not neglect them. In our situation of such long-term care of the unexpected chronic needs, we sadly developed a pattern of neglect of ourselves over a long period of time. This is one of the lessons we have learnt, the importance of not allowing this neglect, the importance of having support people in place so that one can take care the physical needs which God instructs us to, so as to not excuse the neglect of our bodies, which he has given us to care for. We have learnt that neglect results in a vessel which is not fully equipped and ready to be available to serve God in all he has called us to do. As a result of these years of focus on our children's medical needs, 
their spiritual needs and trying to fit in some formal academic learning along the way. Together with the extreme neglect of our own bodies, my body finally screamed out for help and attention by presenting symptoms of serious disease. John 11 verse 4 This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. God blessed me throughout this journey with little gems of strength, hope and promise. Here is one such picture he gave me during this walk. A picture came to me one day of a light bulb being useless and ineffective unless it was switched on. It cannot give light and warmth to a room unless it is turned on, so as to expel the darkness and fill the room with light. God showed me while I was pondering on this simple fact that by itself the light bulb could not switch on. The power to cause the light bulb to give light was not only dependent on someone to flip the switch, but also on the electrical current running from the switch to the centre of the bulb. If there was no power running through the wire, the light would be ineffective. And so he was showing me that he was my power source who would give me strength from within. He was the current living within, and to switch his power on was for me to pray and be still to discover his indwelling spirit, the power of his life within me. This way he would then shine through me, and his light and life would be effective. 